And we're actually back for the first time in... Well, no, we don't... Well, is, are we going to deliver a different pod before this pod? We haven't decided yet. Okay, because this is the pod where you know, you're now a hobby celebrity, so we're going to talk about uh, your 1948 Ted Williams that shattered the glass ceiling of SGC2s. Possibly one of the most divisive purchases ever in the hobby. Okay, but before we get into that, where have we been? Working? Families? Mm, maybe you've been working. Negligent. Maybe you've been working. Ooh, soft spot. Well, before we get into that, let's let's hit the theme music slop. <coughs> Two Guys, One Car! Welcome back to Season 3 of Two Guys, One Car. After the guys dropped the ball for the last year or so, Brad's most recent purchase of a 1948 Ted Williams Leaf card was too controversial not to cover in the pod. Brad's winning bid drew cheers and jeers from all over the hobby on Twitter. Was the fantastic eye appeal worth it? Will Brad's children be offloading this card for pennies on the dollar after his demise? Will this purchase spark a gold rush for beautiful, low-grade vintage cards? Or will no one really care besides Brad, as he lulls himself to sleep at night caressing his newfound treasure? You can love or hate the buy, but Brad has a new grail card in his PC, and the guys are here to talk about it. Two guys, one card! All right, so it's been, what, a year and a half? I don't know, no, four no, years? it's been about 11 months. 11 years. It feels like, yeah. Wow. I, I mean, I, you've aged well. Um, it's been 90 years. <laughs> if anybody's listening to the, this, is a time capsule. Um, we we just stopped doing the pod. I don't know why. We didn't stop collecting. No, if, if anything, anything, we've been busier, I think, yeah. than ever collecting the past collecting. year. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, you've been busier, you know, with doing you know normal stuff. I've been hitting the gym and uh getting those rock hard abs for the summer right yeah yeah you can you know, uh beach bodies are made in the winter brad that's right not in the summer i find I've, I've been reading up on that and instagram's been targeting me specifically for that but the reason why we're jumping back on is because you are pseudo celeb status in the hobby world specifically vintage because of your what are we calling it genius purchase asinine purchase uh pc only purchase i would say asinine pc only purchase all right perhaps. so would you like to would you like to take us through this this legend because basically we're gonna post this pod and in theory we're gonna go from 30 listeners to 80 listeners like whew, real quick and the only reason we're getting eighty you're, listeners you're short. We we had a few times we were up we're around eighty listeners. Yeah, so. but it took it took like eleven months <laughs> to get those eighty listeners. Uh, we might get eighty listeners within the first two weeks, only if you take us through why the hell you paid. Can I say? We'll get there. I mean, we'll, oh, okay, we'll fine. Let's, why let's... you bought a SGC two 1948 Ted Williams that essentially outpriced. SGC or PSA 8s and may outside of the the top grade be the highest price ever paid for a Ted Williams 1948 card. Well, yeah, so it was a Ted Williams SGC 2 1948 Leaf, which I think is one of the most beautiful, iconic vintage cards ever. Across not not his not his rookie year. No, may I add not his rookie year. Um, so for those who haven't seen this card before, it's a very bright red background. You're looking up at Ted Williams and he's 
it's just like a towering swing and he, and he looks like he looks like a god you know and and mm-hmm. obviously he was one of the greatest hitters players of all time he even took a break from baseball uh he was you know it's well known he fought in world war Two. he fought in the korean war despite all this he was still one of the greatest hitters in the history of baseball so this was a card for a long time as you know i've always wanted to add this to my PC, but what I found in reviewing all historical sales over the last, call it 15 years, was if you go through the images and you look at the card, there's it's riddled with centering issues. There's a lot of just dingy kind of staining around the port, around the sides of the card. The corners are often beat up. There's the colors off. There's just a lot of challenges with 48 leaf and and that card specifically so i mean not to mention that it's i can't do math too good but 75 years old that's right you you, you did great you know it was it. the year my mom was born yeah well that card shout out mary lou <laughs> are you listening Love you, mary so hope you never find this pod mom. <laughs> so that that card i you know if three years of trying to buy one. I couldn't find one with the eye appeal that I desired. And lo and behold, PWC weekly auction that ended on February 19th, there was an SGC2. Now an SGC2 typically is maybe a $1,000, $900 card for Ted Williams for the 48 Leaf. This card though was stunning. The centering was probably about 55, 45 from left to right. Uh, The color was impeccable. The borders around the center of the card were all white. The, you know, the sides, the corners look great. So like, what the heck's going on here? And when you look at the back of the card, you'll notice there's some paper missing. Paper loss, I think is is the correct term. By the way, before we go any further, uh, just for those that are hanging on to every word that Brad says about the appearance of this card, to put it in perspective, I'm looking up communist uh, labor posters from the 30s and 40s. I think it aligns. It's funny you say that because a lot of people say the red of that card. And, and I mean, it that is. Leaf in general, it looks like a Russian pro- propaganda. I <laughs> literally, that's what yeah. I brought up. It is a dead ringer for it, a propaganda really card. Is. Boy, what an F you whoever decided <laughs> they're going to put Ted Williams into that color right. scheme. All right. Anyway, anyway. So, and by the way, I'm also really... I was really hoping you would buy this card because I couldn't take another text <laughs> of this card that you don't didn't end up buying. I mean, you must have sent 60 to 70 different auctions that were selling this card in the last two years that you loved and never bought. Yeah. I mean, it was it was the Emrata of trading cards. It's just just stunning. So, wow. I, so uh, I'm not even going to follow up on that. <laughs> so, so the back of the card. Also, who's she said, with now? What's that guy's name? Oh, uh, the comedian, Eric, um, Eric Berry. No, no, he plays. He played for the Chiefs. I'll look it up. We'll yeah. get back to you. Slap. Come back to us with um, who? I M- forgot his name. He's Rada. hilarious. Though. I mean, he's funny. I, I'm not going to say he's hilarious. Dave Chappelle's hilarious. This guy's funny and quirky. The guys are referencing actor and comedian Eric Andre. Well, back to the card, the back. So the thesis is there was also some staining. And the reason why it potentially was so well-preserved is because someone got the card, immediately glued it to a notebook, a scrapbook, and essentially when you know they 
they found it, which I'm guessing was recent because when I looked it up before I purchased the card, it was graded in January of this year. So someone found what? it. They graded it. It was such a stunner that I said I had to have this card because if you go back to the most recent Ted Williams sales and you look at high grade PSA 9, PSA 8, the most recent PSA 9 jumped from a little over $41,000 in November of 2019 to 204K through Heritage in February of last year. And pop, okay? the pop on that? And the pop on that is seven. Now, the PSA 8's pop is 51. And most recently, the highest PSA 8 sale is in $8,400 in May of 2021, pre-COVID, there were two sales same night, December 9th of 2019, that went for one for 52 and change, uh, and then the other for 7,200. Now, oh, 5,200. Difference, difference in eye appeal you there. You can't just say 52. I thought you were, you were 52,000. We're talking 5,200. 5, yeah. So, but, but that right there, two PSA 8s, Ted Williams sold the same night. $2,000 difference in, I mean, $7,200, $5,200, that's a big difference. And it goes back to, again, I appeal, right? Either way, so, that's, that's a, for Mitt Romney, that's either a, a tall or a grande Starbucks. That's it. <laughs> well, as you know, I'm not one to buy just the grade. I appeal is really important to me. So I Are you reading this? You sound well rehearsed. No, I, I had made the decision I was going to purchase this, but I assumed... I would get it at a somewhat reasonable price. Well, I told you it would go for. Oh, it, yeah. Sorry. You said just get it done. It's going to be nine k. I think something. I something yeah. And then lines. I said this might go eleven, eleven thousand. Like like yeah. And that was more so just like. I mean, when we entered extended bit. bidding, it was a couple thousand dollars. So I just assumed. Oh yeah, this is going to be in the bag. You know, five or six k max. Mm. Your nine seemed aggressive to me, mm. um, but once I got, pot I knew you were committed, willing to go to nine. Though. <laughs> once I got pot committed, we ended up, we ended up getting the twenty point four k, which you, turns out now is the fourth most expensive Ted Williams forty eight leaf sale ever. So this kind of broke Twitter. But the, um, but the number one in terms of hobby polarization, correct, number four correct. value, number one polarization, because I don't know, I don't know how you define the hobby going crazy, but it, I mean, 30 K views on our tweet. That's uh but like, are there 30,000? A, a lot of anger, anger too. Like oh, mostly just, anger. No, it was 50, 50. I mean, there are people who said it's the most beautiful Ted Williams card they've seen of, of the 48 leaf. Um, and they couldn't believe it was an SGC2, but apparently based on SGC's grading standards, if there is paper loss, the card can only be one grade higher than a one, which is why it's an SGC2. Boy, that's pretty, that's a, I guess is, I mean, I think the front looks like this, a PSA 9, but Have way, you looked but, this up in PSA? Is this the same rule? I have not because I didn't buy it with the intention of regrading and reselling mm -hmm, it. I bought okay, it because mm -hmm. it was one of the most captivating, beautiful cards I've mm -hmm, ever seen. Mm -hmm. And rehearsed. something trying to chase so down and go to hell. It sounds rehearsed. <laughs> also, yeah, you can't, you did, you did make a statement and I think it's accurate. You have to die before mm -hmm. this card goes back to market just yep. based on shame the shame yeah yeah yeah, yeah. The, like the, the the entire hobby right now 
uh, never wants to see this card again until your children are off blindly offloading it on whatever eBay subsite. I mean, at this point, I'd have to sell my house probably before I sold this card, just because the credibility loss would be too great. I thought this was a starter house anyway. How long <laughs> have right. you been in it? Ten years. I mean, you lock in two point eight seven five. We're we're dying in that I'm house lower, now, I'm Jack. Two and a quarter. So. so. Suck it. Um, <laughs> all right. So in, in terms of reaction, it's been wild. What are some of the interactions you've gotten out of this that um, that you've you've enjoyed the most or you thought were most meaningful? Well, what's interesting, you have some collectors, a shout out to Roy's Vintage Cards. I think we've become a big fan of his pretty quickly because, you know, you noted how, like, for example, there was uh, the collectibles guru had posted something about how some breakers ripped 180 cases of 2023 top series one jumbo on the release day and those those cost nearly two hundred thousand dollars also i you think know, that's a light day based on how a lot of um uh, breakers and uh, enthusiasts in china rip packs <laughs> well and my point is like you have guys like mac jones you have you know basketball players baseball players you have all these prospects that flame out pretty quickly. People spend tens of thousands of dollars, sometimes six figures on their cards. Justin and, Herbert. You know, to me, Justin. that is much more reckless than Fields. anything I did when I, you know, I bought this because it's something that this is not just an investment, it's a hobby. And this is one I very much love, will hold close to my heart, and like I said, will die with at this well, at is, this point so you're saying there's not there's not parallels of this card there's not a to 99 there's not a to 49 to the super refractor 19 to 22 to 10 to 5 to 2 to 3 to 1 and then four different one-on-ones no not, wow. Not quite. wow not quite wow the hobby was crazy back then so simple one thing we have to touch on uh, with this purchase and the whole reason why you made it is and and i think a lot of the discussion uh, that's come out of this is I appeal and the value of I appeal. And, you know, it does I appeal um, supersede grading. And you know, how important is I appeal of specifically graded cards when you're looking at vintage? And I think you hit the nail on the head because historically you've seen people are willing to pay maybe one, two grades higher for really outstanding eye appeal when it comes to vintage. You know, for example, like you had Michael Salfino, you talk about some of the interesting uh, discussions we've had. Michael Salfino of The Athletic um, has been very engaged what's, in this. What's The Athletic, by the way? <laughs> You're kidding, right? No. Sports sports uh, online publication? So no. this is but pretty prestigious. About the hobby or about just anything sports related? Anything sports related. Huh. But he, he commented, you know, as it pertains to the hobby, he... So he posted, for example, he's got a Wilt Chamberlain 61 Flair, as you know, one of our favorite sets. He's got a two. And, you know, the eye appeal on it is absolutely outstanding. And his contention, along with many others, is that, yes, you can pay up for eye appeal. But, you know, let's be frank, I paid 20x what the most recent SGC comp is. And then if you look at the most recent Ted Williams sales, I mean, just look at all historical sales. This is likely the fourth most expensive 48 leaf ever. So it'll be interesting to see. There's a PSA 8 that's going to sell tonight at Heritage. How does it look? It's at 16.8K with buyer's premium. The last PSA 8 in May 
of 2021, one for 8,400. So it's already double the price. I expect it uh, it's a, it's a nice looking card, but here's the thing. I look at that card and I still feel slightly better about, I mean, not slightly, I feel better because this was already listed and I had made the decision I was going for this and not the eight. The, the SGC two looks better on the front. So, and I understand like, yeah, the paper loss and the technical grade may be really unappealing to some, but at the end of the day, I'm much more keen on eye appeal when it comes to vintage. Quick update for the listeners, that PSA 8 went for $21,000, including buyer's premium, a mere $600 more than Brad paid for his SGC2. Now, if instead of SG if instead of SGC2 or PSA2 or whatever, that card was exactly the same as you bought it now, but it was encased in a slab that said altered. Would you have even touched it? Yeah. Oh, altered? Altered. Ooh, no. No. Oh. I, that's that's okay. Yeah, no. That's for another pod, but yeah. um but I I Well, because some suggested two ways to kind of fix up the card potentially oh, I mean, and to me that's, in fine art they do it all the time. They have the they spend millions of dollars you know, very different to restore than obviously restoring trading cards, which for some reason people it? are very or is it against myself included. Just I just need know to find that nineteen forty eight ink. And then and then run with it. Take <laughs> yeah. it over to the Met. They'll take care of it real nice. Look, the way I see this is I basically just bought my PSA nine at a you know ninety percent discount. discount to the current current rate of two hundred K. So in theory, you own one of the most expensive non top graded Ted Williams nineteen forty eight cards Correct. and uh, Ozzy Smith rookie cards now. That's true. Because you you have a nine, yeah, it's not a ten. Supposedly, thanks a lot, PSA. We love you, PSA. PSA, please sponsor us. Um, Yeah, we're not the best at getting cards regraded. No, no, no. Yeah, so maybe our luck has never been on our side there. But I see a trend coming. Let's hope there's some some beautiful, most expensive PSA fives out there for you. Yeah, and I would say to the listeners, buy the card, not the grade. But I wouldn't recommend you getting as competitive and aggressive no. as I was no. with something that I clearly love. And I'm fortunate enough that I was in a position where I could make this purchase um, either way. But it's it clearly wasn't made. I'm, I tend to be more prudent. This wasn't made with uh, profit in mind. Mm. Well, with that, we appreciate your thoughts on this. And let, let's find the next opportunity to light the hobby on fire. We out. Thanks for listening to another episode of Two Guys, One Card. If you've got questions or comments, you can contact the guys at twoguysonecardpodcast at gmail.com. That's the number two and number one, twoguysonecardpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow the guys on Twitter at twoguysonecardpod and hope to catch Brad's next crazy purchase. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, happy collecting.